It's a good show. You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's drinky fun time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. It's so catchy. It is. I, I've just grabbed a drink, and I'm very chilled out. This is a different kind of show, isn't it? It is a different kind of show, but still is drinky fun time. I still am Dan Dunn, and you will always be Emma Patterson. And that was the Velveteens, by the way. We should we should tell people more who that is, right? The Velveteens, that's the band that gives us our music. So check those guys out on Spotify sometime. Emma, how are you? I'm great. I'm really good. I'm comfy. Um, I've got a few snacks, haven't we? And it uh, looks like you've got a few treats for us. We are, you know, this is an unusual show. We don't usually do it this way. We are, we are chilling out in the warm California sun right now uh, in Southern Cal- in Los Angeles at uh, the top secret bunker of Producer Rick. Uh, Producer Brick fills in from time Producer to time. Producer Brick? Brick. It's already happening. Uh, Producer Rick, I was trying to, yeah, Bo, Rick. Uh, Producer Rick fills in for Producer Brick. Bo, I can't even get the words out now. Put yourself bowl and not. I only had one drink already. Let me go. Let me go. You say what's happening. We're we're at Producer Rick's fabulous home. He is such a great chef, too. For anybody that lives in Venice or anywhere in Los Angeles, you must check out Baby Blue's Barbecue. I'm wearing a T-shirt with that on right now. And uh, Producer Rick, when he's not producing for us, he is the owner and amazing chef of those restaurants. Uh, Anyway, but he's in the kitchen cooking while we are out here on his deck. Doing a show with producer Bo. Yeah. He made it this time. He's very busy. Producer Bo has a, uh, what you'd call a jet setter lifestyle. He, uh, you know, he travels around the world, very glamorous. Sometimes he's with us. Sometimes he's, he's like in that Carly Simon song. You know, he's, you know, he fly the private plane up to see the total eclipse of the sun. I've had a little vodka. You weren't with us recently. I, I missed you. Uh, you left us, and this is what this show is about, actually. Uh, yes, listeners, this is again about Dan. No, it really is. Ah, yes. You went away. You went to Las Vegas. And <laughs> it is. It's all about me. Thank you. <laughs> yes, no, really, we missed you. And um, it was quite an exciting event you went to, and not something that just anybody, i.e. me and producer Bo and producer Rick, can really just walk into. You were at the Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America convention, and expedi- uh, exposition, sorry, yep. held in uh, Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, which sounds like it would have been a riot if that was the venue, but it's different every year, isn't it, the venue? Well, they switch it every year. It's a big convention, and they alternate it between Vegas, Caesar's, where they essentially take over Caesar's, and then they do it in Orlando, Florida, uh, which... where they do it at some convention center down there. And they've been doing that, people, for 75 years. 75 years. It's the, uh, it's the place where the business of booze gets done. I mean, a lot, you know, we do a show about drinking. We celebrate drinking. We always have people on, and we're, we're trying a bunch of different things, and we're going to be doing that today. But it's kind of, we thought it'd be interesting to kind of talk about, like, how does the booze get the shelf yes. that you're, you know, how does it get there? And I've got always, as always, I have lots of questions. And I'll try and try and stick to the ones that make sense because, you know, I like to veer off. But um, I just, you know, as I've mentioned, you can't just you can't just go to this. It's not like a booze festival for consumers like myself. You were invited there. Why were you there this year? Well, I've, I've gone a few years. And so I, 
you know, I used to go as media and then they, now they've had me coming out for a few years and I, and I, I host a couple of stand up things for them. So they'll do competitions and things there. So all, there's a ton of big bartenders that come out and the brands held, they do like an iron mixologist contest, which is kind of like iron chef where they introduced it. And it's, you know, and it's big ballroom and everything. So I'll, I'll, I'll end up interviewing the winner winners of that, um, they, if you guys go on to YouTube, WSWA has their own channel and they'll have lots of interviews with bartenders and whatnot. So I do some of that. Mostly I just kind of hang out and walk around and like, shit, there's thousands, thousands of brands, many of whom you've never heard of, nor will you ever hear of, because this is a place where brands that don't have necessarily some do but a lot don't. They don't have distribution. They're, they're, they're there to woo the distributors, the liquor, the wholesalers, the people that, that are selling you the booze. And so you're going to see some, I've seen some crazy brands over the, there's, um, uh, this was one of my favorites of all time a few years ago. And she, they were there again this year. Uh, Vodkila. Hmm. Vodka, do you want any care to venture I, I might a guess? Be able to guess. Let, right. What do you think vodka is? It's, uh, it's bourbon and no, it's vodka and tequila. It sounds like it could kill you. Vodka. So I went there and it was this was really funny and and she's sweet. So this this the girl she girl she was young she was just in, out of getting out of college when I met her. So I came up and I said, uh, you know what, what's vodka all about? And she said, well, you know, um, you know, like when you're going out and you're going out with your friends and you can't. I don't, want to, I don't want to make fun of her. This was kind of how it was. She said, you know when you're going out with your friends and you can't decide whether you want to drink vodka or you want to drink tequila? And to which I was thinking to myself, that doesn't usually happen to me, but okay, I'll, I'll play along. I said, yeah, sure, I know that feeling. And she said, uh, well, I, um, I had that one night. And so I just thought, boom, light bulb went off. And she, or, you know, she started a company, vodka. So from what you're saying is you... You have a fantastic time. You meet really interesting people with some great concepts. But how many, obviously you've got some of the biggest or all of the biggest brands are probably there too. But how many brands are there that really it's just a shot in the dark? They're just like, let's just give it a go. And if we can make it at this convention, if we get a good response at this convention, then we, we could have a shot. It's, there's certainly a lot of that going on. And, and what you're also seeing is the sort of the, uh, they have a lot of uh, models, so, you know, the brands will hire models to showcase the brands. I mean, let's face it, a lot of a lot of the business end of it still is is male dominated. You know, uh, the guys that are working for the wholesale companies, the guys that are working for the for the big spirits brands. I do not brands. know what you mean. Yeah. So that's what's going no on. Yeah. Idea. So you're going to get a lot of that. You're going to you're going to see some uh so for instance, um the one night I was there, uh there's Kiss Wine, the band Kiss. In case we needed any further proof that Gene Simmons would slap the Kiss brand name on anything. So I went and they had these, you know, they had these very attractive female models wearing the Kiss makeup for the Kiss wine. And then, you know, there's a lot of gimmicky stuff. And a, a lot of what gets also happens at WSWA are products that uh, they, they are innovations. You're going to see a lot of innovations that get introduced there. So it's like, oh, this is a, a, uh, uh, a box uh, wine that looks like a, that also has a radio in it, you know, so you can play the radio and you're pouring the wine. Some of this stuff works and some of it doesn't. A lot of unusual sort of packaging you're going to see there, like, oh, you know, people that hike 
what are they you know how can <laughs> what they, they going to drink how can you get your Nothing. bourbon on the hike well if you put it in a thing that looks like a a, a uh, you know one of those backpacks and it's got a tube that goes to your mouth with the so you're seeing a lot of that stuff there and uh, again some of this is never going to make it to market but it's it's fun to be there and see it I would love to know whether or not uh, when George Clooney and Randy Gerber were first setting out, I mean, obviously they were very proud of their product and they knew it was good, but would those guys have gone to a, something like this convention and probably been a little bit nervous? I, you know, I, they did not go, Clooney, because I think when they came to market, they had such, you know, Clooney's one of the biggest stars in the world. So they came out and i and i think their strategy was to kind of roll out a little bit slow which is what they did and then the thing obviously became a what is it a billion dollar sale that they did but that said uh there uh, over the years i've uh, seen tons of celebrities because as we know part of what helps us exist drinky fun time is that there are a ton of celebrities that are in in the drinks game game either as owners which is the case, you're seeing that more and more. I mean, we've had people, tons of them on here. And then you got people that are spokespeople for the brands, like when Guillermo del Toro, he doesn't own Patron, but he has a partnership with him. Mila uh, Kunis does not, is, doesn't have an ownership stake in Beam, but she's, you know, and uh, Matthew McConaughey, for instance, those guys. But then you've got the, the people that are, that are, uh, own the brands or they're, they're part of an ownership group of the brands. They go to WSWA, and and this is not the glamorous festival. This isn't you know the like Miami Food and Wine or Pebble Beach Food and Wine. This is business, and you see them there, and they're working hard. So so for instance, a couple of years ago, Channing Tatum was there. He's got a vodka, and he's there, and he's shaking hands and going out and trying to make business deals with distributors. And how do we get into Florida? What can I do to do this? Um, Kenny Chesney, years ago, I was in Orlando, and Kenny Chesney was there selling through his Blue Chair Bay rum. And uh, it's really interesting to see them in that environment because you're talking about, like, Ch Channing Tatum is incredibly famous. Kenny, Kenny Chesney, same thing, playing stadiums of 100,000 people. But when they get in that environment, they're not... They don't, I don't think they, they, they certainly, I, I, you see them act differently because they're not, they're not the big dog there. They're trying to impress these people in the business that they want to make a mark in. And uh, it's well, fun to see it. There's a question I had about that because, of course, you know, those people are famous in their own right, but it doesn't make them necessarily good at what they're trying to make. Is there a level of snobbery? At the convention, that, I mean, in the in the best possible sense of the word, because you know people in in the industry, hundreds and hundreds of years, and then uh, you've got someone just walking in from Hollywood, going, "I want to learn this." Is there is there resentment or jealousy about them being there? Like I, a hierarchy, I, I, a class system, even. You know, I I don't, I have not encountered that. I mean, I think there are certain brands that have come out and um, uh, that that are backed by celebrities that you just think, well, this is never going to make it, right? And and I think the industry knows that as well. So that's more of a novelty. But a lot of what you see, they're, they are good brands. I mean, Casamigos Tequila is a good tequila. You know, uh, Sammy Hagar, who kind of was at sort of the, you know, the forefront of this uh, with Cabo Wabo Tequila, that's good tequila, right? You know, um, and even some of the products like Skinny Girl, uh, Bethany Frankel, yeah. you know, I don't particularly drink that myself, but it's, you know, it's a popular product and it's a well-made product that Beam ended up buying, you know. Um, 
And so a lot of what goes on too with these celebs is they're launching their brands with the idea that they're going to eventually do what Clooney did yes, and what Sammy did and what they all do is sell it for um, a lot of money. And then so I guess so that we don't end up with tons of crap booze on our shelves, is there a, a, like a policing system too? Do, are the, the booze police actually present? Are there people there to be sort of just to make sure everyone's well equipped and, and not just, just trying to make anything? anything and also to, to protect us the consumer from wasting our money well i think there's a, a couple things that work there one is obviously quality is is the main driving force i think but there is also a, a novelty thing as well there are brands that are out there that aren't you know it might not necessarily be something great but there's a novelty factor to it like for years ago there was a vodka called bong and the bottle looked like a bong. And the thing actually did okay for a couple of years. You know, we've all seen, you know, we've all seen those sorts of gimmicky things. And I think they only go so far. I mean, ultimately, people are buying what's in the bottle. You know, it's it's got to taste okay. I don't, I think you, you might go, hey, I'm going to a party, man. Let me get bong vodka. But if bong vodka sucks, it's not going to be, eventually it'll be like, all right, I'm going to buy it once. And then I'm gonna just keep the bottle. So it's got you gotta deliver. But you also remember this: there's also different price points. You know, like there's certain products that are made to appeal to people who don't want to spend more than fifteen dollars for a bottle of vodka, and or fifteen dollars for a bottle of wine. And there's a definitely a market there. It's probably the biggest segment of the market, actually. And so it's all about positioning, uh, targeting your market. And uh, coming and doing that. By the way, before we go any further, I'm noticing we're not drinking anything except what we have in front of us. And so one of the things that happens there, Em, is you just walk around and there's just a million booths. And, you know, there could be there could be a whiskey here and a limoncello right next to it and this and this. So I brought along a few different things. And we've got a tequila. Uh, we got a G4 Reposado tequila. We got plantation rum, double-aged rum. Pierre uh, Peran cognac and barrel whiskey, American whiskey. So let's pick one of these to start with. What do you want to drink? I would like to try the dark rum, please. The dark rum. Okay. So we're going to start off with this one. Uh, here, I'm going to let you, did you pour actually, while I, uh, while I did and there's you, a glass over there for you. Thank you. Uh, did you actually get these from the convention, or is this just no? These for are just an these are just these are just uh, the ones that I you know just brought them with us. Yeah, so plantation. Well, rum. I'll be damned. We need a bottle opener for this because there's a cork in it, and it's quite it's quite. Producer Bo can do this. He's strong. Uh, don't don't cork it. Oh, oh I got gosh, it. There we go. go okay, so uh, this is plantation rum. Okay, and it's uh, from Trinidad, and. Uh, this particular rum that we're drinking here, does that say Trinidad on the bottle? Yeah. This is their original dark. Okay. And uh, let's, let's get that in the thing. And this is a really, this is a, a very uh, highly rated rum. This is how official you are. It says sample, not for resale. On not the for resale. Yeah, there you go. He doesn't sell his booze, by the way, guys. He does okay. not. So now we've got a proper glass of uh, the Cheers, plantation double bro. dark. Bruce Bro. Cheers. Double aged rum. Uh, this would taste good, I think. Do you get that sweetness right there? Yeah, I haven't even tried it. It, it, it smells like dessert, mm. creme brulee with fumes. Because that be the so this has got a blend of rums from like fifteen to twenty years old. I think it's sweet, but it's got a little kick to it. I could this could be good in like a mai tai. I think or I a could merrily drink that with like ice. This. Actually, yeah. yeah, it's very good. 
Very, very good. And very beautiful, sleek bottle. Yeah. Um, I like what you were just saying, though, about um, about the, let's not call them gimmicky bottle shapes and things, but when a new product comes out that might be quite quirky, like the bong, vodka, did you say? And you, if you choose to gift that to someone and be like, oh, that would be great. I think there's an, a sense of you not buying it for yourself. And if you're not going to buy it for yourself, it's yeah. not going to last long, is it? I mean, the product isn't. Because it, it, we need. I think that's probably the sign of something doing really well is if you buy it yourself. Yeah. Repeatedly. And that's the thing. And you like you're going to get these bottles. So I can tell you this. Like there's been there's there's uh, ones that have shaped like weapons. Of course, there was one that uh, there was a there's been a few actually that are swords. Okay. So they it comes in a sword and it's like now here's the thing that looks cool. But uh, let me ask you. Let me put it to you. Uh, like there's one called Kukri Rum, okay, and it and it, you can see here I'm showing you a picture, and it's shaped like oh, a fancy. see that's shaped like a, 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 yeah. a saber. So let me ask you this: what from a, from selling your product standpoint, what's the problem with that bottle? Uh, it's likely to be broken. Um, you need a stand to put yeah. it on, and also it's probably quite expensive because. That's not something you can just churn out. Easily. Yeah, it's it's that, but you know, one. Oh, there oh, we go. Don't, don't. Yeah, there we go. If yeah. you're suggesting it looks like something yeah. else, <laughs> there we go. Well, here, what's one of the biggest? Here's one of the biggest problems with the fancy packaging. It has to work if you really want to have a successful brand. It's got to be user friendly in a bar. Yes. Now, can you imagine a bartender no. being back going, "Oh, let me, oh, how do, let me go get the fucking sword off the, you know, it's not going to happen." That's there's a reason this stuff, you, the bottle shapes are almost all uniform, and they because they fit in the well. Mm. You know what? And you want to make money in this business, you better be able to fit in the well because that's the goal. That's you want to you want to be in the well. You want to be on their cocktail menu, and no bartender like even this one. So you've you've seen Crystal Head, which is Dan Aykroyd's. Yeah. It does okay. It's never going to blow up because that bottle doesn't work. in a, It doesn't fit in a well, so it's never going to be there. You do see it, and I think that's because, obviously, people love Dan. Not yeah. the other Dan, not yeah. you, Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd, and, yeah. uh, But no, it, and it's a really gorgeous-looking bottle. It's a great, really well-made bottle. But you're right. I think that you want something that can be made quickly because no one wants to wait... 15 minutes for a cocktail to be made because they just can't. Now, there's, there is something to be said about bottles that don't, Maybe don't fit in the well. Like Milagro Tequila has the, this sort of the thing in the middle that looks like it's out of Superman, you know. Yeah. So it's right there and it, and it kind of like these spires that come up. That thing, now there are bottles that look good on the back bar, okay? Now you're never. Ornamental. If they're in the back and they're on the, you know, think about that. How many times you've gone in a bar and you're like, oh, uh, you see it and you go, wow, that's a really, really pretty bottle. You know, like uh, uh, Blanton's single barrel whiskeys, this round bottle. That's attractive, but there's a limit to what you're going to be able to do sales-wise yeah. when that happens. So yeah. I guess what you're saying is when we're in a bar and we look up, we often know what we want to drink or we yeah. order a cocktail, but it's rare that if you see one of the really pretty one bottles at the back, you're going to point it out and say, that, what is it? I want a glass of that. And you're just going to say whatever it is you're thinking of having. That's it. And, 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 and let's face it, the most prestigious liquors in the world you go down the list, you're not going to go, oh, it's because of the bottle. Mm. <laughs> Scotch, bourbon, whiskey, rum, but it's, it's, it's not. Now, the bottle shape. Now, the label's a different story. I mean, we can go, and that's one of the things, too, you, you find at WSWA is people are getting crazy with labels because the more this business that we're in blows up, the more competition there is. Mm. And 
you got to you got to do something to stand out. And you know, you've seen that over the years too. A lot of what I've seen at WSWA, although this year maybe not so much because of Me Too and Times Up and all that, but there was some stuff that was just blatantly like you know, just short of just putting tits on the bottle and going, here's tits vodka, you know. Uh, but it, a lot of that, and and I think you're seeing less of that now. But that was certainly the case uh, a while back, where you, and, and it almost never, think of a brand off the top of your head where you look at the bottle. Oh yeah, there's a scantily clad women on the bottle. Not many. talk about our guest our guest who is not here and uh, oh, why man. i would bring this up because you got the good fortune of actually speaking to somebody a big celebrity first of all were you expecting this celebrity to be there or was it a complete i was surprise? not i was not expecting her to be there and i was there and doing my different things and the guys from wswa came up and said hey can i say who it is sure you can they came up and they said hey do you want to do uh, an interview with christy brinkley and I passed out, and then I woke up, and I was like, what? Is it still there? Yeah, no. <laughs> Christy Brinkley was there. Uh, uh, she has a, a brand of sparkling wine called Bellissima, uh, affordable, obviously geared towards the summer where we are now. So I, when I got there, I was walking around. Uh, when I first got there, I was walking around, and I saw this woman in this really sparkly, shiny outfit. And I was like, who is that? Right? You know, tall, step, but I only kind of caught her from the back. And then later, I somebody said, oh, did you see Christy Brinkley was here? And I was like, that had to be her. So I was like, all right, cool. Because if you grew up in my generation, Christy Brinkley was, she was it, man. She was, you know, uptown girl, man. She Billy Joel wrote a song about her. She was the biggest supermodel in the world. And I, like every other uh, red-blooded male of my generation worshipped her. And uh, so when they said to me, hey, do you want to interview her? I was like, absolutely. And so we got to do this whole stand-up segment behind the bar. Uh, and if you want to check it out, we're going to listen to some here, but if you want to check it out, it's on uh, WSWA, uh, Google WSWA, or Christy Brinkley, Dan Dunn, and it'll pop up. And we um, we got to hang, man, and she's like the coolest and was making drinks and stuff. Yeah. So obviously, now here's a woman who's had one hell of a career. Not not only, I mean, she must have seen it all. I mean, before the 80s, she's been on the front cover of Sports Illustrated three consecutive times, or was that four? Then she gets a cover girl uh, uh, deal that ran for That's over right. 25 years. It's the l biggest, I believe, the, the longest running consumer uh, corporate like deal in that sense. Ever. Wow, and here she is now. She's I, I don't I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. She's sixty four. I need to say that because she looks phenomenal, and she's at this convention selling a product that I can only believe must be fantastic because she wouldn't dare it do it otherwise. So it was really good. And here's here's just a little snippet of us having a chat right here. Here's here, Christy and I. Hey everybody, I'm Dan <laughs> Dunn coming at you from the seventy fifth annual Wine and Spirits Wholesalers Convention and Exhibition, and with me. Do I even need to introduce you? Does anybody not know who you are? 
I well, am the founder of Bellissima Prosecco. There we go. That's how I know you. <laughs> yes. Christy Brinkley with us here today, and it's so lovely to have you. I'm excited for this. I'm really excited. So two years ago, Bellissima, you launched it here. You yes. introduced it to the world yes. here at WSWA. Yes. Two years later, how's it going? Great. The uh, people have really embraced our Prosecco. It is so great. I mean, it's delicious. You know, I'm so proud of our Bellissima Prosecco because it's 100% organic, 100% vegan, 100% all natural, and it just happens to be the most delicious Prosecco that you could possibly have. I believe her. <laughs> right? Look at, the, the, by the way, guys, you know, I hope, I think it's coming through in the air, but her enthusiasm is infectious. You know, like she's, she is into this, man. So she's actually got I, what looks to me as a, a few different varieties of Prosecco because each bottle is a different color. Now, on the front cover, she's got, um, I thought at first it was herself, but I now see it's the, um, the, yeah. The, she called it um, the Melissa? Greek. Oh, that's right. Some sort of goddess or something like her. Um, but she's also got what this is like an Aperol. Atlantis, she's got like right? an Aperol there as well that she's selling oh, she's as well. So we're doing spritzes. You know, uh, it's not Aperol, but it's called Bellissima. And it's a, so she has an alcoholic version and a non alcoholic version and what was also super cool you, you can see in these bottles so she's got these bottles they're little mini bottles mm-hmm. and she's calling them bambinas okay yeah. and they have this little funnel this little gold funnel on top which i thought was a poor funnel but what it is is you walk around and just drink out of this thing it's a spout it's for, a spout to walk around alcohol. which is like really cool if you're going to be hanging on the beach so we talked a little bit about the sipper as well she kind of set me straight on what i needed to do and no no you know what you do here oh no no tell me this is your bottle just drink it from the bottle this is a sipper and you just what okay yes so this is completely portable if you're like going you know on a picnic you're going to the theater you're going just you walking know, around the streets of Las right? Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Here you go. You've got your this drink. Is good. You just it it it's not going to pour out all over your clothes. You know, you've got it right here. And we're, by I the mean, way, we're chugging this. You've right got to love this woman. Can you see how happy I am? I I can see how happy you are. I can also see you wearing some tremendous. Uh, Gob, what is that? So she's got, I got, they gave me an apron. It's got an my apron. name on there. Dan. So I, you know, we're behind the bar. I'm kind of getting into it. So she, they gave me an apron and um, we're there. And so, you know, just again, guys, to set the scene, we're there and we're behind this thing and there's a big giant auditorium. So there's a ton of people watching us do this. And Christy is, she can make a drink, man. She is, she was studied at it. You can tell when people just kind of, they gave a quick tutorial and we're like, here, here's how you do it. She knew exactly what she was doing, and uh, here I'll, here's an old part here. This is exciting. So she pops a little bubbly for us, and we and she makes a couple of drinks. I just liked it. You got it. Oh, Yay! here we go. Party time. <laughs> Yoo-hoo! All right. Oh my God! I look, how happy do I, do I look? At, can you see the happiness there? Can you see that I'm like? Yeah, but she's so dazzling that she's blinding. Like I can barely see you, to be honest. Who would this she's, be? What would be the equivalent for you? Like if you, 
think of somebody when you oh, were younger. Oh, I don't younger. need to. It's Tom Hanks. It's Tom Hanks, but not in the way you're listing after this woman. Like I just, <laughs> I just adore Tom Hanks for so many reasons. But anyway, I no, no. Get but it. so, what about lusting after who? If you were like thinking about when you were younger and there was like some idol, some gut, some movie star, some rock star, some somebody, and then here and they're a little older this than you. This woman's sixty four. So you're saying like, to find a sixty four year old man. I just don't know if it can now. No, no. Don't make me do this. All right, fine. But I do like that she's clearly drank plenty of this. I'm not suggesting she has it. Not that. No. You mean in her, in well, her. yes. But yes she knows is, it. This is a solid product. I love, who doesn't love a spritz at the moment? So she's very smart to bring out her own Aperol. Although, don't, is she describing it as that? So yeah, it, it's not Aperol, which is a brand name for an Italian aperitif. Uh, this is her own, this is her own Bellissima uh, uh, aperitif that she, she uses. Smart. So the correct word is aperitif. Aperitif, yeah, and it's Not, it's obviously. Italian made with bitters, and so you mix that with her, you mix that with her uh, prosecco. prosecco, and you get a really tasty drink. Um, and by the way, so she got she started really getting into the bartending, and then this is when it really started to get exciting for me. Is right around this part right here. So here we go. We're making some drinks. So, Lime. where can we find you bartending? Because you're really oh, good at this. Why, thank a, you very much. Is there a spot? I'm going to use my fingers. Will you yeah, forgive me? And she's sticking her fingers a in my bit drink. More of a sprig than that. Yes. Sure is. And wait till you taste this. Is so refreshing. You, well, let's see what he says. I'll be the judge of that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Just imagining, I'm imagining now I'm Drum on a beach rolls, somewhere. Okay, he's on the beach. Looking it's out. It's really hot. It's hot. It's You sweltering. and I hanging out on the beach? And We're hanging out on the beach. Okay. He's in his Speedo. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants. I think we can both agree nobody wants to see that. She actually ruined my fantasy of her and I on the beach by me thinking about me in a Speedo. I hate yeah. to say, you look like you're going to spit out your drink I when almost you took did. a sip. Well, when she said me in the Speedo, I, I actually saw that image of Christy Brinkley in a bikini and then me in the Speedo and people were like sh shooting at me with a harpoon or something. All right, so here we keep going here. Oh, my goodness. What's so the good. first word that you think? Well, refreshing, yep. first thing it came yep. to mind, but, but I, it's, it's, it really, it's light, it's, the alcohol's not overwhelming yes. at all. You know, that's a really big trend right now. People are wanting to be really social. They want to be able to, you know, go out all evening, start with a cocktail, and still be like, you know, effervescent by the end of the evening. So a nice low alcohol content drink like What's this. What's the alcohol in that? Well, this one is 14%. Okay. She's pointing to the Prosecco. Zero alcohol. Yeah. And this one, I think, is about 10%. Yeah, the parity. Uh, or you can choose the zero. And they are both so great, so delicious. I really think that these, these two are going to be the runaway hits of the summer. And I, I really So it's out that. now? It'll be out June 1st. June 1st. June Available 1st. everywhere. I, I hope so. Distributors? Anybody out there wants some of this? Yes, everybody's like, By the way, there are a million yeah. people gathered around here right now just watching us drink. And there were. kind of. It was kind of fun. Well, yeah. who wouldn't go and listen to Christy speak? But that's interesting because um, she seemed to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
the answer to your last question, you know, she's hoping she, she's literally there to try and get distributors for her product. That's it. Yeah. She's there to she's there to woo distribute. You know, so she's 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 got to work it. I mean, yeah. that's what Channing Tatum's doing. That's what Kenny Chesney's doing. Uh, years ago, I think you mean Danny DeVito had been there. There's a lot of people that come out, and uh, you know, it's. I think it's because they have. These are people that aren't used to failing, you know, and I think they make that decision. Now, there are a lot of people that are celebrities that are involved that just kind of hand it off or they slap their name on it, whatever. But, you know, she's into this, man. Like she she wants this thing to work out and and, uh, uh, she's, you know, I think it's going to happen for her because I think it's it's it's, you know, the product's really good. She it's the packaging's great. She's Uh, already she's already going to succeed because it'll fit in the well. All those things. All that. Well, that, that's wine. That's prosecco. So the that's not going to be in the well. The aperitif. That would be in there. Do you want to try another drink? By the way, what, sure. while we're here, Let, what do you what do you want to do? You want to try the, um, the we got tequila? We got cognac. The and we, cognac sounds good because there it says that it's Grand Champagne cognac. Is that okay? Well, here you want to open this, and I'm going to do one last one last Christy thing. By the way, which is this is the end of uh, I kind of well not the one last thing, but I just want to go on this part. She, Swim in it. She, Enjoy she yourself. She keeps hitting the Speedo thing. Here we go. And I propose a toast. To? To the most beautiful summer in a sweltering beach and you in a Speedo and sipping. <laughs> you got to get off the Speedo. I'm telling you, you don't want to see that. Elderflower yeah. cocktails. <laughs> Here's to that. Cheers. Cheers. I think she's quite a fan of you. I love her. <laughs> she can go on the show. Come on, that, that's ladies. amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. That that's, was a, that was a really that was a really. Cool. I mean, we've had a lot of we've had many great moments on. Can you even think like what off the top of your head? I mean, we, just the cool things. We have. Is there one that sticks out to you or like with a celebrity on this show? That you would go, this was, what a moment that was. Like, oh, just, come on, last week, Patrick Duffy, how excited was that? Oh, my God. So that was, this was my Patrick Duffy moment. You went, uh, Emma was so excited uh, for, go back, everybody go check out that episode with Patrick Duffy from Dallas. And you, you lit up. You, oh, you really just, lit up for that one. What a lovely man. I could have talked to him all day long. He was, he was just, again, I see that with Christy. Unfortunately, you guys can't see what I'm seeing, which is the video. But please, please go to YouTube, check. Apparently, you can Google Dan Dunn and Christy Brinkley. And this video will pop up. And it's 11 minutes. It's cute as hell. Yeah, You two good. making cocktails together. You in, <sighs> in your apron or a pinny. A <laughs> pinny, as we might call it at home in England. There you go. Let me give you a little. He's we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cheers to so that with some uh, Pierre Ferrand eighteen forty cognac Pierre and it's a really eighteen forty is the year eighteen forty is the year the that, brand uh, that uh, was yeah that probably invented, something like not that. the year that um, it was bottled and uh, you want to do a cheers to I do want to cheers and I have one last question yes cheers and cheers produced by cheers when you're at these conventions they're a few days long aren't they how many days let's say two or uh, three? like four days I think that was four, four days, days. Yeah. are there after parties. You're in Vegas. There are okay. So here's the difference. There's a festival. Um, WSWA is a convention. Okay, Ooh, but still, those people have got to. They you do. Know, kick off there, their there's shoes. a lot of parties. You know, there's but not like one big party. So, for instance, and you know, we've mentioned this before. We're going down drinky fun time to Tales of the Cocktail, which is a huge consumer and 
and trade uh, event in New Orleans in the uh, the I think it's around July 18th. Drinky Fun Time is going to be down there. We'll be doing some shows down there. So you can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram and ask any questions you have. But you can go to Tales if you go to Tales of the Cocktail. Anybody can go. You can buy tickets. You can buy a pass. You can buy individual tickets for events. So that's more of a party. Okay, there's pool party. It's New Orleans in the summer. First of all, it's hot. You gotta you gotta keep people uh, drunk to forget how hot they are. I mean, it's sweltering. It's swamp like down there, and <laughs> uh, and it, 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 it literally we're in a swamp. So. That event is so much different because at WSWA, again, it's all a bunch of guys in suits walking around. It's fun, but a different way. Uh, these Now, these big festivals that are for consumers, and a lot of people that are listening have probably been to them, that are for consumers and bar. So they bring together the bartenders and the brands. And what that's all about, usually, Tales is about established brands. There aren't brands down there trying to get distribution. These are big brands you know, whether it's Patron or Bacardi or this, they're down there to throw parties. They're down there to make people associate just like every ad you've seen. They want to associate, they want to associate with fun. We're having fun and our brand is the most fun. So down there, you're going to get a lot of, they'll rent a bus or there'll be a, a pool party. There's a giant theme party. They do these dinners and it's just like you walk away going, either you had the most fun of your life and you're, or you're just, completely you feel like you're dead or both you know and um it's different it's a whole different thing but wswa is the business of booze uh and so everybody just goes home at the end of the day even though it's in vegas and they just all go to bed early uh no (laughs) i would not say that but there's not a central place so i can tell you this first of all the shows that we do in tales are going to sound a lot different than this. They're going to probably sound a lot more like the shows that we did in, in Bourbon and Beyond last year when we've been uh, clearly uh, imbibing a bit. Um, but then, like at Tales, for instance, you'll see at the end, if you've ever been to New Orleans, there's a place down there called the Old Absinthe House. So here's what you know at Tales. No matter where you go, no matter what big party, no matter where you've been all day, if you stumble on over to the Old Absinthe House right off, right in the French Quarter, you stumble on over there about two in the morning. There's going to be a thousand people, a mix of revelers and bartenders. Um, I'm hearing this in yeah, the middle it of the like street. Freshers' week, and it's but, yeah. But this, the event you just come back from, sure, it's in Vegas. So there must be. I just want you to tell me that you went out for dinner with Christy that night and all uh, got drunk I... and skunks. Wish I would have. I got to hang. I'll tell you, and people that we we've talked about on this show before too. People like Dale DeGroff, who's like one of the most famous bartenders in the world. You see a lot of guys like that. And so, what ends up happening down there is you go, "Hey, you want to go here? You want to grab a drink?" Our old uh, our friend uh, Zane Lamprey, the host of Three Sheets. Zane's going to be joining us on this show eventually. He was down there. He's got a rum he's selling. So it's it's a lot of that. You see, I see a lot of old friends from the industry, and it's like, let's go grab a drink somewhere, as opposed to. Let's go to the most unbelievable party you've ever seen where Bacardi's or William Grant or any of these companies are spending. Like, for instance, at Tales, William Grant will throw a party that's millions of dollars. One party. Whatever they, I don't know what they're doing this year, but we'll go when we go down there. And it's, it's overwhelming. 
you know, that's not what happens at WSWA. No. It's all business there. Yeah. And it sounds like it's very sophisticated and everyone's there and very respectful and there to learn. And uh, I think I've learned a lot today. Can we actually. play the end of the Christie? This is the end of it. This is our very little There's bitter more. end. And, oh, it's Well, it's bitter because it's the end for me. You know, I'm, I'm really, really pleased that we are able to offer this so that people can really afford it. People can really celebrate because my philosophy is that life is bellissima and you need to like really choose these moments to celebrate you can't get so busy that you forget about taking the time to stop and raise a glass with friends and say you know here's to life it's beautiful there's a beautiful sunset that's a great promotion that's a you know wonderful what's happening with you or you drop by it's great, you know, just take the time to enjoy all of that and celebrate that. It's really important. Now I'm so excited for our summer together in Italy on <laughs> yes. the beach. So with that said, I'm Dan Dunn. This is Christy Brinkley. Please pick up Bellissima. 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 And Bellasprez. Bellasprez. A little bambin, bambinis. Bellissima. Our bambinos. Bellissima bambinis. And, uh, and have a beautiful summer. Salute. Salute. Chin chin. Wait, here comes the killer music for this video. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, uh. All I know is that to me, you look like we're lots of fun. Good oh, Lord. Um, by the way, it only took us to the end of the show to figure out the name of that stuff is Bella Spriz. Yeah. Bella Spriz. <laughs> Bella Spriz. <laughs> well, she's lovely and doing she's a fantastic so job yeah. of, of, you know, selling her wares. Although I would love a glass of that right now. Not that this. Um, this actually, well, hang on. What? Do, well, let's just quickly the go rock, back to this. And then we got this. To the Pierre. And, well, this is the Pierre for for an eighteen forty cognac. You like that stuff? I do. I really do. It's obviously completely different to the rum, but it's um, again. I think it does say for use in cocktails, and there's a whole little list of things on the back. But do you remember meeting these guys? Did you learn anything? No. No. I don't remember. They were just old. Another another key another key component of these festivals is you're almost never going to remember anything that happened there. But when it says Grand Champagne on the label, there's nothing yeah. to do with Champagne. No, that's the that's the designation of that style of cognac. There's different there's the, you know, there's uh different uh types of cognac. You know, so you've got the XO, VSOP, all this other stuff. Get into that. This we're, is we, top we're, gonna, shelf we're gonna have to do. Stuff. We're gonna have to do a whole show on cognac. I guess now That's, we get to do a whole show. We're gonna do a. Cognac. We're gonna do. An, we're gonna get a cognac expert. Come on. Yeah, it'd be really yeah. nice. Well, thank you very much, Dan. Yeah. Is there is there anything is there anything more that we need to do? Uh, no, because there's no damn quiz, is there? You know what time it is, don't you? Time to end this fucking show. <laughs> Mike Friedman. When Mike Friedman speaks, you know what that you means. Listen. We're off to the bar. Yeah. Um, well, Emma. Thanks for this was this was really fun being. Hey, you can leave us more often. Being quizzed by you today, and everybody do go and check out the video because as Tom looks really good, you too. You should wear an apron Me, more often. Wear that apron around with speedos underneath. I, I did walk around a lot at WSWA with it. I kind of felt it made me feel like professional. You meant know, to be there. That I was doing something. Well, um, this has been tons of fun, and uh, I guess I want to uh, thank you. For doing for, for interviewing me, and thank you, Christy Brinkley, yes. uh, uh, producer Rick, for inviting us into his his amazing abode, uh, and of course, producer Bo is always doing a great job. And guys, go check us out on our Instagram, will you? At Drinky Fun Time, we got pictures of all this. Christy's up there, Emma's up there, I'm up there. Everybody's there. It's the place to be on Instagram, and uh, we'll check you on the next one.
guitar When it sings love 